Hi everyone, I am sitting in the airport in Charleston and I recorded this episode for you earlier and I realized I said it was going to be a potentially short one, but every time I say that it ends up being a long episode. So enjoy today's episode and I recommend listening to the whole thing. The three practices are definitely practices that you have heard of before and that some of them you may already use. But listen to the whole thing and find out why they are the most important practices you can use to change your life and why I recommend implementing them as a habit as you would an exercise routine or anything else. Enjoy! You are the universe. You are that which created the universe and you are everything in the universe. You are infinite consciousness having a human experience, and you get to have a life that is one of joy, peace, and abundance. My name is Karina, I am your host, and you are listening to Beyond Stardust. Hi everyone, welcome back to Beyond Stardust. So this is going to be a potentially short episode because I am getting ready to hop on a plane and fly across the country. I know I just drove this way, but I'm flying to California. So anyway, um, what I wanted to talk about today was the three things that I have discovered that are always mentioned and repeat over and over again in self-help books, spiritual development books, um, you know, personal development, all, all of those kind of things, videos, teachers, everything recommended by every single one. It may be in different ways sometimes, but it's what I call like the common threads between all of it. So I've listened to tons of podcasts. I have read many, 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 many personal development, spiritual, spirituality books, um, self-help books, all that kind of stuff since, you know, probably for the last 20 years, YouTube videos, documentaries, all, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, I love learning and I love, yeah, basically absorbing new information. So I started noticing that there were three things that were always mentioned three that that all all the advice pretty much had three things in common and it was when I actually started applying these three things to my life that consistently and with commitment that my life started to shift so these three things are things that I am sure that you have all already heard about and some of you may practice already many of you may practice at least one of these things but if I'm inviting you to be really honest with yourself and ask if you do these things on a regular basis or if it's just here and there. Because I know for me, these are things that I have practiced since, you know, probably about I was like 18, maybe some things younger, but um, some things younger than that. Actually, all my life, I've practiced um, in and out, like here and there, especially like if I was really desperate for things to work out, I needed like a fix like to fix something in my life I would practice one of these but I was never doing it consistent I never made it a habit for the sake of a habit I always did it like when I was desperate for you know 
to not feel bad or like I wanted to manifest something in my life. So I want you to be honest with yourself because if in the past, if you asked me like, oh, do you do these things? I said, yeah, I totally do these things. But if I had been honest with myself, I wasn't doing them consistently and didn't make them as regular of a habit um, as, you know, maybe my exercise program, maybe, you know, other things I was doing. So this is something that these are, these three things are things that you should be doing daily, preferably. This isn't going to be new information, but what I do want this to be is I want it to be a chance for you to commit yourself to doing these things if you actually really want to change your life and maybe a gentle reminder about these things and a little explanation about why they worked and why they work and how they've helped me. So the very first thing which I've spoken about already in here is gratitude. So it's interesting. Like I said, I've, I don't just read one type of book. I don't just listen to one type of podcast. I will read books about money. I will read about like, you know, self-help money books. I'll read books about um, the health of your body. I'll read books about spirituality. But, you know, not all of the books are, you know, spiritual law of attraction manifestation books. They are in different areas of of thought and different areas of like belief. Some are very much like practical strategy, how to manage your money. And some of them are very more like spiritual. So not every single book, but I have noticed that even books, even um, sources that may not be on the like law of attraction manifesting spirituality um, lane or whatever, still talk about gratitude there is something about gratitude, and I'll talk about this a little bit, that really shifts your reality. So if you listen to some of my past episodes, you will know that what I teach is that only the now really exists, and it's really important what you're doing in the now, what you're feeling in the now. You don't dismiss, you don't, um, you don't ignore when bad things come up, but you look at them in the now, and then you move on to better things. So what I liken that to is like a wound that's infected and you don't just like ignore it or put a band-aid on it. No, you, you look at it, you clean it out, you assess it, and then you put the neosporin on and the band-aid and let it heal, right? So that's the same thing with the negative stuff. But anyway, now is the only moment we have. And so we're responsible for what we're doing in the now. When we put off things like, I'll feel grateful when, I'll feel happy when, when I get this thing, whatever, then it's never really going to come to us. And if it does come to us, we're not going to really appreciate it because we're going to be looking for the next thing. So it's important to really always tend to the now. If there's something we don't like in the now, we look at it. If there's something we can do about it, we do something about it. If not, we let it pass. One consistent thing is that things always change. So gratitude really helps you anchor in to the highest vibe and energy possible available to you in the now. Um, I've said, I've, I've spoken about this before, about how the energy of gratitude is the closest thing to that divine love energy. It's just really appreciating and opening up your heart and feeling love for the things that you have in your life now. And it can be anything. My advice is always to be grateful for things that you genuinely 
feel grateful for, that you're genuinely happy about, that you genuinely can see why you are, why you love this thing or why you, why you appreciate it in your life or whatever. It's not like forcing yourself to say you're grateful for things that you're not grateful for. If you hate your job, you don't have to say, oh, I'm grateful for my job. But you can look at it and be like, oh, well, I'm grateful for the money I get every whatever, whatever the timeline is for my job that allows me to pay for this beautiful place that I live in and the beautiful food and to feed my family or whatever. And you would genuinely feel grateful for that, even if you're not genuinely grateful for your job. I always say there's always something you can be grateful for. Even in my darkest, 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 darkest times, when I couldn't even be grateful for being alive, there was something to be grateful for. I'm grateful to have a safe, comfortable place to put my head down and get, and get sleep. Things like that. You don't want to you don't want to be in a situation. Some people are in situations where they don't realize things that they had until they're gone. So really you can look for anything. I've been in situations where I didn't have a safe comfortable place to put my head down and sleep. So I remember that I remembered that, but you don't need to have not had it in order to be grateful for it. Just understand that we are blessed in so many ways. You are blessed that you have your hearing to listen to this podcast. You are blessed that we have that we have podcasts, that we have the internet. If if I think about it quite often, that if I didn't live in a time like now, I wouldn't be where I am because I wouldn't have had access to all the free resources. I wouldn't have access to all to, to YouTube, to the internet, to podcasts, to audiobooks. I would only have access, depending on the time, you know, and some days most people wouldn't even have access to most books. So that's one thing that I, that I think about. And then I, I give gratitude for having the internet. The internet truly has made my life what it is. And I'm pretty sure in many ways it's done, it's done the same thing for you. Anything and everything that you can think of to feel grateful for I was using, Rhonda Byrne has a book called The Magic, and it's all about gratitude. It's 28 days of practiced gratitude, and each day is kind of like a different category. So one day it's like you focus on relationships, one day it's like you focus on money. And each day you do 10, a list of 10 things that you're grateful for, and you write them out. And then there's an additional practice in whatever category it is. While that book is re- has a lot of good exercises in it, some which I've adapted to my, in my own personal way, it's not for everyone. It is a longer practice. It does take commitment. If you're somebody who likes to have like, you know, stuff that you have to do every single day and, and like really strict rules and stuff like that for yourself and you function, it might be a good book for you. For me, it was really hard to stick to the, to doing it that way, the way that she, she describes it in the book, but there's some great tools in there. I recommend, I like the idea of writing it out. I recommend writing out three to 10 things, depending on what, how much time you have, what you're great, what, what, how you learn, how you work, how your mind works, how your motivation works. I never want this to be a chore for anyone, but think of things that you can genuinely be grateful for. Write down why you're grateful for them and feel into it. What's the feeling? What's the feeling that this gives you? I always think about that. So it's like, 
I have, you know, I'm so grateful that I have an abundance of healthy, delicious, nutritious food that I can eat. It makes me feel safe. I feel healthy. I know that because of this food that I'm alive and thriving, it makes me feel abundant. I feel abundant with it. And that's really a huge key in manifestation, by the way. When you're tapping into what you already have in your life that makes you feel things like abundance, like joy, like safety, like freedom, like whatever else it is, like love, you're really attracting into your life the things that you desire because it's never actually about the thing. It's about what the thing can bring you. So so when you want something, like let's say I want money and for money, for me, and this is just an example, for me, money means freedom. If I can tap into the things that bring me feeling of freedom now, genuinely tap into it and see all the things in my life that give me freedom and feel that freedom now, I am becoming aligned with what I believe money is going to bring me. And so in that aspect, I'm becoming aligned with money. So this is super, super powerful. Gratitude really also psychologically. So that's an energetic. Those are all energetic things. Gratitude really psychologically helps us see the world with different lenses, completely different lens. It helps us see our life with a completely different lens. It rewires our brain with, with how we... Um, see our life. It creates new neural pathways for how we see our life. It's just a really powerful tool physically and energetically to really change your life, change the way you see your life, change the way you feel about your life. I'm at a point where I just now like anchor into gratitude naturally. Sometimes at the beginning, it can be a little bit hard to, um, to feel grateful when things are not exactly in your ideal place or what you would like them to be. But it, it, like building a muscle, like anything else, it becomes easier and it becomes more natural. So gratitude is really important. Now, gratitude is the thing that really turned my life around. So like I said, I have this book, The, the Magic by Rhonda Byrne, and I got that book in 2012. I think that's when it came out and that's when I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I got it in 2012. And, you know, for me, getting through the 20 days was really difficult. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat that for me. But I'd, I'd, go, I'd do it. And I started noticing, like, I noticed how the amount that I was practicing gratitude and how my life was going, actually, there was, like, a correlation between it. So I started noticing that, like, things would become really a little bit easier and a little bit more joyful when I was practicing gratitude. Now, I never really stuck to it long enough. I would just do it for a little bit and then things would get good and then I would drop the practice. And this goes a lot with with all three of these things. And I would drop the practice and then things would get bad. I'd be like, oh, I need to do gratitude. And you start doing gratitude. And I'd pull out that book, The Magic, and start doing gratitude. And I just became this like this uh, cycle where I was just doing it to fix things instead of like making it a lifestyle, instead of making it a, a, a daily habit just for the sake of being in the present moment of gratitude. I was doing it to fix things. I was doing it to create an effect in the future, which was not good in the long run. Um, because, you know, what I want is to have a happy and joyous life continuously, not just for brief moments in time, which was what I believe we all want, right? So, anyway. 
in 2019, so this is 2012, I had bought the book. I've, I've used it. I've used other forms of gratitude and it always works. It always helps. But in 2019, I, my life was not bad at this point, but not good. I was still suffering from severe anxiety. I was still suffering from, from panic at weekly panic attacks that sometimes would put me in the hospital. I was suffering from depression, um, that sometimes went as bad as suicidal depression still suffering from those. My life itself was pretty okay. I had, um, I had somebody in my life and a partner who, um, was really good to me and amazing, but you know, it was just kind of like, I think we were just both, we weren't actually, I don't even know if we were really in a relationship. And I think we were just both kind of like, man, you know, this is comfortable for now. Like it wasn't like love or romance or I don't know. So like I had that and it was like comfortable and it was safe and it was good. Like it was beautiful. Like it showed me what a, what good human beings, you know, what, what good men there are in this world. Cause I've had pretty in the past, I have had not so great relationships. So anyways, anyway, <laughs> so and then I had a job that didn't pay me enough that I just really didn't like. But, you know, I had a job. I had, it was like, I wasn't happy with my life, but nothing was like bad. Like in the past, before that, it was kind of like I was in like a really abusive relationship or I was in a relationship with a narcissist or my job was falling apart. And it was always like emergency, emergency. I need something to fix. In this moment, it was like I wasn't happy, but things weren't bad. So... But I was like, you know what? I'm just sick of living this way. I want to live a life where I live in joy. I want to do something for a living that that lights my heart up, that lights my soul up. I want to live. I want to live a heart-led, joyous, beautiful life. I don't want to live this just kind of like, okay, mediocre. Well, not even mediocre. This like depressed, anxious with a job I don't like, but at least it brings me money so I can pay for some food, some groceries and to put a roof over my head. You know, I didn't want to live that life anymore. So it's was like, something's got to change. I don't know what, I don't know what's changed, but what I do know is that gratitude works. And so I put it into practice. I made a commitment to myself. I said, this time I'm not going to do it to just like fix the cir- the circumstance I'm going to, I want a whole lifetime, a lifestyle change. I'm going to do it to, as part of my lifestyle change. And so I committed to it. And I actually, it was the first time I actually completed all 28 days in that whole time between 2012 and 2000. Um, this was the end of 2019. So I completed it actually at the beginning of 2020. And so it was the first time I completed it <laughs> and it just created a huge, that was kind of like the start of a domino effect that led me here. So I started with that. Some opportunities came into my life. I started taking personal development courses and spiritual development courses. I started working with coaches and it just was like, like I said, a domino effect, but I definitely attribute it to committing fully to gratitude. And again, hearing in like all these, I, before that, I've always been into personal development. I've just always been like a learner and I hadn't applied it to the fullest degree that I could have, which is why my life never really changed. But overall that time I've always heard like, heard like gratitude, 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 gratitude. And finally, like, you know, this is really like 
this isn't just a thing from the secret or the magic or whatever. It's actually or just the law of attraction. Like this is a huge lifestyle thing, just as important as, you know, getting enough exercise, eating health, eating nutritious food, drinking enough water. Like it's just as essential as that, as those things. And I committed to doing that, to making it a lifestyle change instead of using it as a law of attraction tool to try to fix things or manifest something. And so, yeah, opportunities started falling into my lap, but I attribute it to that. And I, and I still, to this day, I will admit, like, I don't do it every single day, but I definitely, it's a lifestyle habit, the way that exercise is now, and not just kind of like a, well, this thing that I'm doing to try to manifest something or to fix something. So that's number one. Number two is meditation. So like I said, these are all simple things that I'm sure you guys have all heard of, but I'm just telling you they're in everything. Meditation is now being recommended on billboards by Kaiser Permanente, which if you're not from the U.S. is um, one of our largest healthcare, I guess, providers or whatever. Insurance? I don't know. Anyway, medical systems, corporate, medical corporate systems. (laughs) you guys have all heard the importance of meditation like i said medical like western medicine is now recommending meditation before it used to be kind of like spiritual woo woo eastern um practices eastern theology is eastern philosophy that kind of stuff now uh, and like you know people who are into like spirituality now it's recommended by everyone schools incorporate meditation different corporations now incorporate meditation into their like things that they offer their employees it has been proven i don't have statistics or any like the scientific proof in front of me but it's an easy googleable thing it has been proven that science that meditation affects your physical health your mental health, and of course, your energetic health, <laughs> I guess you could say. So meditation, I think a lot of people stay away from meditation because they have this idea of what meditation is. So if you're somebody who doesn't really meditate, meditation can look like so many different things. For a while, I don't really knit anymore, but for a while, I was using knitting as a meditation. I think I actually, I feel like I may, may have spoken about this a little bit on this podcast. But um, yeah, I would knit things. I would, I would sit and I would just do a simple knit pearl pattern. So it's like a scarf to create that typical like knitted look. You do like one row of a knit pattern and one row of a pearl pattern. And a pearl pattern is basically like just a backward knit pattern. Anyway, <laughs> this is not a knitting lesson. But so I would just do like either basic just like knit or a knit pearl pattern because it didn't take any thinking. It didn't take any planning. It was just like a mindless thing that I could do and just knit scarves as my meditation. So it gave my hands and my mind some, or like not, not my thinking mind, but it gave like, yeah, kind of like my mind and my hands something to do. And then I would just, I I just like, that would be my meditation. Walking meditation. I would go on, on places where I like loops that were familiar to me. So I didn't really have to, again, so I didn't really have to like think too much about it. I didn't really have to do anything. I could just kind of like be silent and still still my mind and just go on this automatic loop. So I like to do walking meditations. I do, I have been clinically diagnosed with ADHD. So these kind of things that like 
I'm physically doing something has been really helpful for me for meditation because before I just could not meditate. So there's so many different ways you can meditate. Now I do sit in silence and um, I kind of do like what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, which is go to no thing, nowhere, no place, no no person. Just kind of go into a place where there's nothing. You're not you. You're not your body, which is which is what we know we are now, right? So, um, so there's different. You don't meditation doesn't have to look like sitting lotus style, shutting off your mind completely. Trans, transcendental meditation. You have technically in order to practice transcendent transcendental meditation, you have to have a, a a guide or a mentor. You have to actually go through and like pay and and get a guide or a mentor. I've never done that before. And the whole idea behind it, though, is that you're given a word that doesn't actually mean anything. So it gives your mind something to like play with, like give that monkey mind something to like, yeah, play with while you sit in awareness. Um, So that way your mind isn't like distracting you or whatever. I've tried that. That has been really helpful. Mostly what I do for meditation is I like to put in, uh, I like to put headphones in and listen to a like meditation music that doesn't have any lyrics in it. Like some will have chanting and stuff. I, I don't like that. I like something that's more of like white noise, continuous sound, um, like the ocean or something with a little bit of like soft music in the background. So it's meditation music like that. That's what I like. I like to sit with my legs crossed or in a chair with my feet flat on the ground and just again try to get my mind let my mind let the thoughts go by that are passing observe them and let them go go quiet sometimes they'll come up again and then I'll let them observe them and let them go quiet I've had some very interesting things happen with meditation and you know I have had some like physical since physical stuff happen I've had some out-of-body experiences, um, but mostly the thing that I get from meditation is just that kind of like settling, that settling into awareness and the being of who I am, the being of awareness and consciousness. And a lot of people meditate to try to like have something happen or to try to get somewhere, but really the ultimate goal is to get back to awareness and consciousness and being. From that space is where all your magic lies and where all your power lies and where you can create anything because that is the source of all creation and it's filtered through this humans and then our mind is, is creating things and that's where all the limitation comes from. So to be in the highest vibe, to be in the most aligned vibe is actually to be in that pure consciousness awareness being. So that if, I hate to say that there's a goal for meditation, but if you want to say that there's a goal, that would be what I recommend, be your goal in meditation. Through that space, physical physical healing can happen, emotional healing can happen, mental healing can happen, and energetic healing can happen. So meditation, I recommend doing it once a day. You can be one of those people who does it for an hour at a time, who does it, you know, in transcendental meditation, they recommend doing it two times a day, 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening. 
honestly, start with just 10 minutes a day. I would say do between 15 and 30 minutes a day, but if you can just start with 10 even, sitting, observing your thoughts, letting your mind go silent, observing your thoughts, letting your mind go go silent, play with that, play with doing a meditation where you focus on your breathing, try your own version of transcendental meditation where you give your your mind a word that doesn't actually have a meaning behind it to play with. Um, You can hire a transcendental meditation mentor if you want to actually get into it. Um, Try guided meditations on YouTube. Try binaural beats or different frequencies. There's so many great meditations. Find what works for you. What works for me may not be what works for you. For me, it, like I said, those kind of like the knitting meditation, the walking meditation, the sounds. Oh, and the other one I like to do is I really like to stare at a flame. I like to look into a candle flame. It just, I really get into like a hypnotic trance doing that. So play around with it. There's really no right way to meditate making it a conscious practice to get back to just being in the now moment and silencing your mind and getting into that awareness and consciousness regardless of how you do it is going to be life-changing and like I said it's recommended across across the board and any type of improvement you want to achieve in your life it's recommended across the board okay the third thing and I'll be going more into this and I'm going to be hosting a masterclass called The Pillars of Growth. It's going to be a free masterclass for um, basically the basics of personal development and spiritual development. I'm offering it for free because I do get a lot of questions on the basics and what I mentor in and teach is is for really anyone, but I wanted to have something that I can direct people for that were, you know, if they just want it, they're just getting started or they just wanted to know the basics for free. So I'm going to be be hosting that. If that's something you're interested in, you can message me um, or email me at KarinaLavon at gmail.com. So I'll talk more about these. But the third one is visualization. <laughs> so visualization is another one that is that that is recommended again in all different types of from all different types of teachers, different types of books that I've learned from. It's over and over and over and over again recommended. So there's different theories and different um, explanations as to why this works. One is that, and I've discussed this before, one is that our mind, there's a part of our mind that does not know the difference between what we're seeing on a screen or in our imagine, even on a TV screen, there's another difference between what we're seeing in real life in this 3D life and what we're seeing on an image. And that image can be the image of your mind. Now, if you're unable to visualize visually, see what you're able to to play with. Can you play with feelings? Can you play with like other sensations other than seeing any sensations you can play with? Although if you can get really get into a visualized state, if you can close your eyes and close your eyes and imagine opening your bedroom door and seeing your bedroom even if you're not physically there and like physically, physically, can you close your eyes? What does your door look like? Tell me what your door looks like. Can you, can you pretend like you reached out and opened it, open the door, then you can visualize anything. And as you practice more, you can get more detailed. I understand that not everybody's mind works this way. So if you can find other ways to get yourself into a kind of virtual reality of being there, if it's like even in a 
physical sensations, feelings, whatever. You want to tie as many sensations as you can into this into the visualization that you're doing. And I have a great visualization meditation in the previous episode that I gifted people for Christmas. It was something that I recorded for my paid group and I re um I downloaded it and posted it here for you guys. So go back and do that. That's a one of that's a great quantum leap visualization meditation that you can do. So visualizing, visualizing what you desire will help, will help you get aligned to your desire and help you manifest your desires quickly. So if nothing exists, but the now, which we agree, there really is no future. It's just an ever-present unfolding of the now. The past only exists in our mind and our memories, and the future only exists in our mind and our memories. The best way to bring a desired outcome into the now is to create it in the now, because the now is all that exists. And unless you can go and actually experience the thing in person, like if you can go and test drive that dream car that you actually want. You can go spend time. Um, let's say the house you want is available. Go spend time in houses that you want. That's great too. The key is, is to bring what you desire into the now because now is all that exists. If you're seeing it as in the future, it's always going to be in the future. The future doesn't exist. It's always going to be out there somewhere in the future. So, so you want to bring it into the now. And if you close your eyes and visualize as much as you can in detail, touch, smell, feelings, internal feelings, um, sights, everything, the thing that you desire, you are in a way energetically and to a certain part of your brain experiencing in the now. You have brought the thing that you desire into the now. If you do this repeatedly, there is no choice but to bring it in to your actual physical reality. You know, it may not look exactly, exactly, exactly like you visualized it, but it will always be the same vibration as what you visualized it. That and another thing is that when you, when you do the visualization, when you do a visualization practice, so our subconscious isn't like our conscious mind. Our subconscious just, you know, it it picks up on things and it registers it. So when you you can say all day long, I am a millionaire, I am a millionaire, and then you go and check your bank account and you have, you know, five hundred dollars in your account, or maybe even maybe you have twenty dollars in your account, or maybe your account's overdraft, right? That sends a message to your subconscious. So you're sending the subconscious this like this thing, this message to your subconscious through your conscious mind. I am a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. And you're programming your subconscious mind. So if you say it enough, eventually your, your subconscious mind will pick up on it. But then you, so initially it's going, no, it's, I'm not a millionaire, not a millionaire. But if you have things that are proving other things besides you just saying it, it's going to help your subconscious mind, you know, switch its programming. But what's happening in that scenario is you're saying, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, but the actual events are showing your subconscious mind, no, you're not a millionaire, you are broke. (laughs) So... And we are not broke here. We are all wealthy and abundant, okay? Do not affirm that for yourself that you are broke. (laughs) So anyway, 
visualization is just like the experience of act in physical, real waking life, checking your bank account and seeing low, seeing it low. It sends the same powerful message to your subconscious. If you visualize checking your bank account and having a ton of money in it, it sends that message. There's money in my bank account. There's money in my bank account. Compare that with affirmations. You're reprogramming your subconscious and eventually you'll start seeing evidence of it in your life. So seeing it and experiencing it in your in your 3D waking oh, eye to open eyes open life is sending messages to your subconscious but so is the experiences that you create when you visualize so you do that enough and you send those messages enough and those messages outweigh any other messages that are coming into your subconscious it's going to be reflected into your outside world so it's an actual you're reprogramming your mind. You're reprogramming your subconscious mind. Visualization is so powerful. It is a the easiest way to leap to your desires and call in your desires. It is this magical tool we have. So this reality that we live in, this 3D reality, is a virtual reality. When you close your eyes and you visualize, that's a virtual reality. And you can bring that virtual reality that happens when you close your eyes into this physical 3D reality. Do it every day. I like to make a little script out of what I want to visualize beforehand sometimes. Sometimes I'll just let myself do it, you know, um, on the fly. <laughs> do people say that? On the go, whatever. But, um, but, sometimes I do script it out and then I just visualize that over and over again. So those are the three things that I have seen as, through all the different types of teachers there are, through all the different things people write about or teach about or whatever, through all the different things people recommend, through all the different methods, all the different tools, the three common things I see over and over and over again are gratitude, meditation, and visualization. If you are not utilizing all three of these or you're only utilizing one or two, I, if you're if you if you're already practicing gratitude but you don't practice meditation and visualization, I highly recommend that you do that. Now you don't have to. You can change your life without using these things. Out of every 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 single thing, even those three things, gratitude. Gratitude is the number one. If you're not practicing gratitude, if you're not intentionally being grateful for your life, you are missing out on so much magic. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. My non-duality men- mentors always t- recommend gratitude. Law of attraction mentors, gratitude. Business mentors, gratitude. Money mentors, gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. It is the one of the highest vibrations we can feel. And it creates the quickest magic. It is like an all-purpose tool that we can use in our life to create so much beauty and joy and magic and abundance and all the other stuff. Meditation is beautiful. I think everybody should do it. Is it 100% necessary? I don't think at this point where I'm at in my life and knowing what I know, I don't think it's 100% necessary. Um, but for most people... For me, I still find it a helpful tool, and I think for most people, it's still really helpful. Unless you've gotten to a point where you can rest in awareness and consciousness in the moment, and you're not 
being led it led down the path of the future, down the path of the past by your mind. Unless you're one of those people, I think that meditation is very helpful. And even a lot of, you know, people who are, who have like become enlightened and are just like resting in the present, they they still practice meditation and is actually recommended. So it just it's a, it's a personal matter, but I think unless you are able to like just be in a place where you're where you can quiet the mind on demand and be in the present moment on demand, which most of us are not at this point, although it's happening quickly and more and more people are being able to get to that state quicker, quickly. I think that meditation is a very important tool. And visualization, again, it's not, is it necessary? No, it's not necessary. However, like I mentioned before, it is so magical, so powerful because only thing we can create is the now. We can only create from the now. So if we are, again, visual, if we're saying, okay, well, I'm manifesting this thing and you're manifesting in the future, it's always going to be in the future. If you look at your now and you find places in the now where you are abundant, like the abundance of good, healthy, nutritious food I have, then maybe you got a large check and you, you feel abundance from that. If you can find moments, then you're attracting from the now those things that you are grateful for and you're calling in more of that. Um, because you're attracting it from the now, you're creating from the now. But to create things that we want to experience, but we are not experiencing the now, the key really is to create it through other means. And visualization is so powerful and so easy. And it does exactly that. It brings anything you can possibly imagine because you're using your mind, you're using your imagination into the now and that's the only place you can create from. It's the only place. Again, source, consciousness, awareness only exists in the now and it's this infinite creative power, infinite creative power and it's being filtered through our human. So that's the only place that we can create from. So visualization, gratitude, meditation, my challenge, my advice to you is really be honest with yourself. Take a look at your life. Which one are you not practicing? Where can you do, you know, add more of one of them to your, or one, two or three of them into your life and get to a point where you're, if not every day, at least every week, you're practicing those three things, every single one of those three things. Now, what I like to do, of course, there's going to be some days where I'm like, I wake up and I, I wake up later than I needed to, than I, than I, later than I needed to. And then I have an appointment I have to be on right away. So I'm rushed to get to the appointment and you know, I, maybe I miss it. And it's like, uh, I don't beat myself up about it or anything, but it's like exercise. I make it as important of a habit as I do if I'm trying to be fit as I would exercise or drink, making sure I get my daily water intake in or making sure or even like making sure that I shower every day you know I know that sounds really silly like we like you know however often I mean that's a personal thing but let's just assume that everybody showers every day um you're gonna shower every day because you want to be clean you want to be fresh you want to feel good you want to present yourself in a respectable way or whatever the same thing like I'm gonna be practicing those things because I want my energy to be clean. I want my energy to be refreshed. I want to create the best, most abundant, most joyful, peaceful life. So 
yeah, so what I like to do is I like to wake up and at first thing in the morning, I if I, I can't, unless I have one of those oddball days where I'm just super, super in a rush, first thing in the morning, I do some sort of gratitude practice. The ones I mentioned before, and I'm going to give you one more, sometimes I'll just, before I actually get out of bed, I'll wake up, I'm awake now, and then before I actually open my eyes if I can or before I get out of bed, I'll put like my fingers, my 10 fingers, um, you know, I'll use my 10 fingers and I'll count. 10 things that I'm grateful for when I put my finger down because sometimes I like I'll try to do it very first thing in the morning and sometimes I'll I'll start to fall back asleep and then I'll forget what number I'm on but that's really good because then your brain's in like a really good wave state where you can call in things quicker that's a whole nother episode what I will do is I will feel into being grateful for the thing and then I'll actually take it to the next level and call in more of it so it's like if I'm feeling grateful for my beautiful uh, townhouse that I live in, I feel, if I'm feeling grateful for my beautiful townhouse that I'm living in, I'll then think, ooh, what's the next level? It would be fun to um, own a beach house. And then I will use that gratitude and actually then further visualize into a beach house that I'll get, you know, into in the future and then feel gratitude for that. So that's a fun little practice I like to do as well that incorporates visualization. But anyway, I'll do some sort of gratitude practice in the morning. And then in the um, afternoon at some point, either like, you know, on my, like on a little lunch break or some point in the middle of the day, I will do a 15 to 30 minute meditation. And then at night, before I go to bed, I'll do a visualization, which is, that's a really powerful time to visualize, is right when you're waking up or right as you're going to sleep. Some people really like to do meditation first thing in the morning or last thing at night, because that's also a very powerful time. I find it easier to just pick a random time when I'm free in the middle of the day, because I I used to try to do all these things in the morning, and and honestly, I like to just stare out my window and drink coffee in the morning. (laughs) So to have a long list of morning things to do. Sometimes I meditate in the morning, but that's just how I do it. So you can arrange it however you feel good. I definitely recommend gratitude first thing in the morning if you can. Um, And visual the visualization, again, you can do it anytime, but it's really powerful if you're like just waking up or just going to sleep. But that's how I mix it in my day. So I do about, each practice is about 15 to 30 minutes. So it's like an hour and a half total throughout the day, but separating or like 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending. And, but separating it out throughout the day like that makes it feel really achievable and not like too much stuff I have to do. So I hope you enjoyed this. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. I was going to do like a free masterclass about this and I was going to like write a free ebook or something because I know we all know that meditation, gratitude, and visualization are important tools. We've heard them a million times. Everybody talks about them. If you pay attention to Abraham Hicks, you've heard of them. If you pay attention to Rhonda Byrne, you've heard about them. If you even just like listen to anybody on the internet, you've heard about them. So it's like, it's all stuff we know, but to know something and to know that it's recommended to you and to actually do it are two different things. And in addition, the fact I, 
it didn't really surprise me that it was being mentioned in like the spirituality books or the manifestation books, but the wide range of places that, that this was a common thing being mentioned in. Like I'd read a book about, about becoming financially independent and then read a book about like gods and goddesses of like connecting to gods and goddesses through I didn't actually read a book like that. I'm making it up, but you know, I I did read a book about like being financially independent and then like manifestation or something. And even if they're not saying it in those specific terms, it's just the fact that like everyone's pretty much recommending these things. Everyone and and there's a reason. It's not because it's just some like random tool. It's because it's these are powerful, powerful, effective tools that are actually, and go back to like the beginning of time of written philosophy and written um, personal and spiritual development practice, or even unwritten, even just oral traditions through indigenous peoples. So yes, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you take this seriously and integrate it into your life because the gratitude step alone completely changed my life. And I know that we can all take this to the next level and start creating magic in our lives just from implementing or applying these tools in a more committed way or even just getting started if we don't do any of them yet. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It ended up being longer than planned. I have a flight to catch soon, so I'm going to go. I had originally recorded this episode for last week, and I am sending it out to you guys this week instead, but I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year's Eve and a wonderful start to your 2022. Next week, I will be interviewing a wonderful friend of mine who said wonderful a lot didn't I (laughs) a good friend of mine who um I've known for quite a while and I'm just so amazed by her transformation in her life and what she's created for herself and I'm excited for her to share it with you guys so I look forward to you guys hearing next week's episode and I hope you enjoyed this episode bye thank you for listening This is a weekly podcast with new episodes released every Wednesday. Please rate five stars on your favorite podcast platform and share this podcast. If you would like to reach me about my coaching and mentoring programs, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Karina Levon. To be featured on this podcast or for other inquiries or feedback, please email me at beyondstardustpodcast.gmail.com. See you next week.